We are talking about butt stuff. <laughs> We're talking about butt stuff. I hope you're getting all of this. <laughs> <sighs> joining us again or for the first time just a quick reminder that I am not a licensed sex therapist or um, a licensed sex coach I am simply a person who is interested in creating space for us to explore our sensuality sexuality and eroticism through conversation and inquiry We have some notes and links at the end of the show for resources, and we invite guests with their own expertise and experiences. We welcome love and feedback, especially when it helps us to be more inclusive. Welcome to our show. Tonight is going to be a very vulnerable episode um, for me because the topic that we're going to be talking about is one that I'm like not entirely comfortable with. I'm going to be honest with you and not comfortable in the sense of like, I don't know, some weird shit, but just like it's it's a topic that is new to me and something that I'm sort of exploring and not always sure if I'm like into. And so uh, I think one of the like big themes of uh, season two of Adult Happy Hour has been around like exploration, experimentation, and um, defining things for yourself. And so I thought it would be a good idea for me to talk about uh, something that I'm currently defining for myself and exploring. So uh, before we talk about butt stuff, um, I wanted to just talk a little bit about sexual experimentation and some of the research behind why it is an important principle for all of us that are engaging in um, sex with others, sex with ourselves. Um, yeah, no matter how old we are. So y'all know that I love to look up research and be a naughty little librarian about um, sexual stuff. So I started to do some research on experimentation. And I think one thing that uh, came up over and over again, and I don't think that this would be surprising to anyone listening, but um, many sex experts have noted that as people get older, Um, they can start to feel stuck in routine when it comes to sex. And that this can often lead to um, sexual apathy and decreased libido. Um, 
for people who are experiencing this, one of the like interventions or things that people might suggest is trying something new or experimenting because experimentation often adds novelty and exhilaration to our sexual lives. Um, one research study even found that um, trying something new sexually can release a floodgate of dopamine in the brain that's similar to meth heroin, crack, and sugar, which is crazy. <laughs> um, another thing that I found while I was looking up studies is that most of the research on sexual experimentation and exploration focuses on adolescence, so between the ages of 11 and 15. And um, curiosity was like a huge thing that came up in um, this set of studies that I looked at. And it got me thinking about like, well, one, I think that you know, the research, a lot of the research is living there because people are so curious during that time and willing to like try new things or they're thinking about the things that they want to try. But, um, it got me thinking about like, as we get older, does that mean that we're less curious about sex or does that actually, is it that we sort of get stuck in our routine and the mundaneness of things and we're not necessarily encouraged from a societal or like cultural um, standpoint to continue experimenting in that way. And um, I know for me that curiosity has often like added a lot to the connections that I have. Um, it's deepened trust with people and like help to keep things spicy. Um, and so when I start to feel stagnant in my own sexual life, like doing some experimentation can help to sort of like bring things back to light. Um, and then another thing that uh, I found when I was doing research, and I thought that this was so interesting, is that um, so in the last like two years, there's been an, a huge increase in people um, saying that they're like experimenting sexually. And specifically during the pandemic, um, one out of five people in the study that I looked at noted that they were trying a new sexual behavior like during the pandemic. And um, many of them also noted that they started to see the like trying something new sexually or engaging sexually with people as a coping mechanism for all of the stress that they were experiencing. But I don't want to be too judgmental about that because I think that that can have pros and cons. But I think that this last statistic like really resonates with me um, because like I started adult happy hour during the pandemic and I, w I was in a place where I was looking for connection and like comfort. And so I can understand how that would like lead people to seeking more things. But I think for me too, I um, am a person who grew up watching uh, Sex in the City, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think I watched it when I was, like, in college, and it was revolutionary at that time. But um, there's this one episode where Samantha um, says that she's a trisexual, and she'll try anything one time. <laughs> and I... That for some reason that always has stuck with me and I feel like I identify as such as well. Like I'm very open 
um, to trying new things, especially like in the bedroom. And I'm the type of person like, don't knock it until you try it. So y'all have been wanting me to talk about butt stuff um, since season one. Um, the like second most requested episode topic after Tantra was anal sex. And, um, I didn't do it in season one because I just like didn't have a lot of experience. <laughs> I think I, I only had anal sex at that point, like twice, which I'm going to talk about in a second. And, um, yeah, it had been like over a decade. So I was like, what do I have to contribute to this conversation? And then even before then, like in my story, whenever I do a thing about it, like I always ask people to give their advice. So at the end, I'm going to have a lot of advice from the listeners or the, the people who respond to my story, which I'm excited to share, but I'm still like, bitch, I don't know nothing. So like... <laughs> It's so funny because people always like come up to me and they're like, oh, I tried something new because of adult happier. And I'm like, bitch, me too. I got, I went and anyway, we're going to talk about the new things I tried because of um, everyone telling me to try anal sex and being more open to it. But I think for me, like what got in the way was not actually like a mindset or like um, you know, like thinking, having a misconception about it, which like, I want to acknowledge that there are a lot of like mindsets around anal sex and like, uh, I don't know, just things that people say that may like have made it a taboo thing to talk about, um, or to like own in public that you like for many years. And I think I even found some research that suggests that the, um, the mindset towards anal sex has been changing for the last like 20 years in public opinion, which I think is super interesting. And I want to talk more about it. But um, I had like an experience that wasn't that great. And it kind of deterred me from wanting to do it again. And so the first time that I tried anything anal, um, I tried anal sex with my one of my ex-boyfriends and I think I was like 21 or 22 at the time um but he we were long distance and we were in a situation where I had just had like surgery so I wasn't able to have vaginal sex and he was there in town like visiting me and we were still like you know really horny <laughs> like 20 year 20 year olds and like decided that we wanted to still be intimate with each other so we agreed to try anal and on the first night it was like a really dope experience um like everything felt nice i think like i didn't have an orgasm but i definitely like climaxed and i was like oh dope anal sex it's easy and it's wonderful like i could get into this what I did not think about at the time is that I was on Vicodin because I had just had surgery. So I didn't feel any pain whatsoever the first time. And like I said, it was wonderful. I'm not advocating for people to do Vicodin. I'm just saying that I was on Vicodin as a result of my surgery and I enjoyed myself. But um, the next day I was no longer on Vicodin and um, we were both really excited to like get into it. And he 
um, you know, went to put it in and he was very excited because we had such a good experience the day before that with like no lube and a lot of uh, speed and force, he shoved his penis inside of my, you know, butthole. And um, I remember screaming and like immediately crying. I might have even bled. Like, that's how painful it was. Like, it was really, it was a really painful, bad experience. And it hurt for days after that. And I've had other friends talk about the pain that they've experienced too. And so after that, I was like, nah, fuck this. Like, I'm not doing that anymore. And like, anyone who's ever had anal sex is probably at home, like, grimacing right now. Just thinking about the fact that there was no lube and that he just, like, went in hard and fast. And so, like, you know, that's one thing to think about. Like, maybe take things slow, um, especially if it's your first time. It's okay to, like, slow down. But, um, yeah, after that experience, it kind of closed me off to wanting to try it. And so I never I, – I don't think that I, like, had any – hangups about it but I like when I did finally get with a partner that I trusted and that we were like more exploratory with things we had a conversation about anal and in the beginning of our relationship and I told him that I had a bad experience but I would be interested to try it with him and um for whatever reason at that time we were just like well, we're going to exhaust everything <laughs> with the vaginal tunnel <laughs> before we get into doing anal. I don't know. I don't know why. I think that's also like a dumb thing that uh, there's just so many different ways to get pleasure. And I think you should just try it for yourself and figure it out before you, you close yourself off to something. But for the longest time, um, we didn't really like talk about it it just wasn't like a thing um and then I think as we've started to experiment more with each other um like we both have become curious about you know just getting freakier and like getting deeper into things and knowing each other's bodies it's a beautiful thing to know someone else's body beautiful thing. And so we decided to, that we would um, start considering doing anal. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, like I said, public opinion about um, anal play and anal sex has been changing over the course of the last like 20 plus years. Um, and I learned that, so there's this sexual survey that's given out every like, oh, so many years. It's called the National Sex Survey, and it's from the Journal of Sex Medicine, which I feel like I need to subscribe to because that sounds so interesting. But um, the study revealed that anal sex had become much more popular um, in 2010 as compared to data that they had in 1992. In 1992, only 16% of women age 20 to 24 said that they had tried anal sex. And then in 2010, 
40% of female participants said that they had tried anal sex. And when the researchers dug deeper into this data, they found that many of these women reported uh, doing anal sex more than once or having done it within the last year. And then women who had, they also found that women who had done anal had a higher number of orgasms reported because there were typically more sexual acts involved in their encounter um, and performed, which increased the likelihood of them having an orgasm. This study also found that those women were more um, interested in trying new things or being willing to try things with a partner because they were getting what they want what they wanted from their sexual encounters, which was having orgasms. So I think that just means like, you know, eat her pussy and do it a lot. Make sure she comes like multiple times. And uh, you, you never know what a woman might be willing to try. That's what the research says. Um, okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, like once I had been open to getting into anal stuff, butt stuff. Um, there were a few things that I tried that I felt like worked like well for, I don't know, preparing me or just like getting me acclimated <laughs> to things. And so I want to share what those three things are. Um, so the first thing is ass worship. And um, I think just in general, I have a worship kink. <laughs> like, I really just like, I don't know, say any sexual act and add worship to it. And I'm like, yeah, I could be into that. <laughs> and I think it's like one I'm like probably living out like, I don't know, like a goddess, like archetype fantasy through worship. And then I think. Also, it just makes me really excited to know that someone's like really fucking into something like to see like when someone's like worshiping, they are just so into whatever it is that you've got going that I don't know. It's like the most excited that you can see someone. So I get really into that. Um, <laughs> so with ass worship. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if you've ever seen me, but I have a fat ass. No, <laughs> we're getting that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, if you ever, you know, happen to find me on Instagram or in real life, you may know, yeah, and see me dancing because I really do enjoy dancing. Um, yeah, I have a fat ass. So, you know, that has attracted partners who have been into ass worship, which I appreciate. And I don't know, I love, I'm, I realized that, um, when I thought about some of the things I was into with ass worship, it actually made me more excited about trying anal stuff because I am like, okay, like when someone's like 
eating me out or I'm like sitting on their face. I love when they like grab my ass and like play with it or like jiggle it or whatever, or not being afraid to like really grip it, you know, and like let it move in your hands. Yeah, I'm into that. And um, I don't know. I I think um, letting someone like rub lotion all over it or like there was this one guy who said that he really enjoyed like sniffing his partner's asses, which like, I don't know. I'm not necessarily into, but I'm not necessarily opposed to it if my partner is into it. I'm just saying like I, I'm willing to try a lot of things, so, but I think, um, yeah, ass worship. So there's that. That was like my first introduction. And then um, another thing that was recommended to try was anal uh, masturbation. <laughs> and like, because I have this like kink for someone like grabbing my ass and jiggling it when they're going down on me, like I've definitely done that to myself when I'm, when I'm masturbating. And um, I have not been shy about talking about my love of masturbation. And I find myself in like, you know, interesting positions sometimes. And I do like a little bit of like stimulation. So um, with anal masturbation, I've definitely tried like you know, while I have something on my clit, like grabbing my ass, jiggling it myself. I've also tried like putting a vibrating toy there and seeing where I like it, putting it in a little bit to see how much of it I can handle. And um, yeah, it's that it's been interesting. Some things I'm like, oh, that actually feels really good. And then others I'm like, I don't feel anything at all. But um, I didn't really think about, I didn't really think about the connection between anal masturbation and like getting into ass play. But I think in general, like the more you know about your body and what stimulates it, the more you're able to like communicate that to other people, even when you're experimenting. So like, if you're interested in trying, you know, anal, like play with yourself, see what's up down there, see what's going on. Um, I'm like, I know I am. Um, but <laughs> the third thing is, um, and this is a controversial one. I just want to say before I say it, but watching porn, um, and so porn is like something that I really want to talk about on adult happy hour. And I'm definitely going to now that I say that, but I guess I've shied away from it a little bit because I think that porn has like a really, 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 really dark side to it that like, uh, I, I think deserves like a space to talk about. And then I think that you know, talking about ethical porn and like, um, porn that's made by people who are like thinking about their communities and not just like making money, I think is also really important. Um, but when it comes to anal stuff, I, and I'm just going to say in general, when it comes to sex stuff, I, I often look up things in porn, not to, not to necessarily always like see how something is working, but I think, um, for me, it's like, 
I can figure out what I'm into by watching porn. Because if I find myself searching like a specific thing over and over when it comes to anything, I'm like, oh, it's because I'm into that. I've definitely looked up pussy worship. I've definitely looked up like femdoming, like I'm just into all of that kind of stuff. And so when it comes to, it's interesting, when it comes to anal play, I actually didn't, I I didn't really ever find myself like watching um, like porn that has anal in it. And I don't know. I'd have to dig into that more to find out why. But interestingly enough, after I had my ass eaten for the first time, then I started looking up anal stuff. So I don't know. Maybe fuck everything I just said and try things first and then watch porn. I don't know. But I don't know. It it can be a way of figuring out how you would like to explore. The next thing I wanted to talk about is um, some things that me and my partner thought about before experimenting. And so um, the first thing I think is like, you know, talk to your partner, communicate. Um, I think anytime that I don't think this just goes for um, butt stuff, but I think anytime that you're going to try something new with someone, whether you're both new to it or it's just one person, it's like good to sit down and talk about it. You can talk about any like misconceptions that you may have and like get those figured out before you try it. Um, And you can also just talk about like the things that you're excited to try and sort of like the do's and don'ts like um, like when my partner and I sat down and talked about, um, getting started with anal, like one of the do's was like, do, um, go slow. And one of the don'ts was, um, like, don't try anything without permission. Like make sure that it is okay for you to go there before you just go there. Um, and so I think that, like by having that level of communication with someone, it really does help to foster like trust during the experience so that when you're new to something, you know that you're like in good hands. And then like when you're trying something new, things can get awkward. And with butt stuff, things can get really awkward because things don't always go the way you think they're going to. Um, I haven't had the experience of this yet, but a lot of my friends told me that it can get awkward because sometimes, you know, things can come out and things can get involved and you, you just want to, like, make sure that you and your partner have talked about what you're going to do if that happens the first time. Um, and so, yeah, I think communication is so important. And also to talk about what you're excited about, too, because, you know, it's not just like, Of course, boundaries are important, but embarking on something new with someone is a really, like, again, novel and exciting experience, and having a conversation around it can help you and your partner to get excited about it. Um, The next thing that um, I was recommended and that my partner and I talked about was going slow and using lube. So because I had had that, like, 
horrible experience. I think I had a lot of trepidation going into it, which is not always good with anal because, you know, you want to be like loose and like not anxious and nervous about it. Um, but I, yeah, I think we talked a lot about like starting off slow. So like, um, we started with using, um, toys and and like fingers and um just seeing how that sensation is and how much we could handle and then also using lube and like you know having a good amount of lube to use so that you know things can ease their way in there slowly and you don't ever feel like you have to force it um which can be painful and then I think along the lines of pain too like uh when I was doing research on getting lube specifically for anal sex, like numbing lubricant came up and um, I've had one or two friends like recommend uh, numbing lubricant because it hurts. But I think, I don't know. I want to be careful about that for myself because I think when it comes to sex, sometimes we like accept pain and usually if something is like hurting in a way that is not pleasurable to you, like an adjustment can be made. And so we don't really, we don't have to like accept the pain. And for me, like I'm not really into pain. So I would rather know if something was hurting me um, so that I could again, like adjust or stop um, as necessary. So that's me. That's what I think. Um, and then the third thing that my partner and I, when we did talk about it, um, instead of just like, you know, going straight to anal sex, we talked about easing into things. And so uh, when we talked to friends about easing into things, they said that we should consider trying different toys. And so you can get like a set of butt plugs um, where there's like different sizes and you and your partner could like insert them into yourselves or into each other. And like one, the practice of like inserting it into each other, I think is helpful in knowing how to go slow with the person or how to like for them to communicate with you as it's happening so that you guys can like practice that communication. But then also like the different sizes just helps to get your butt ready <laughs> for what's coming. <laughs> um, there was probably a better way to say that, but I didn't want to say like stretch it out because that also sounds violent. I don't know. It just, it helps you to like, just get your booty ready to ease into things. <laughs> butt plugs. That's my plug. <laughs> and then <laughs> I didn't try these things. Um, but that's not to say that I won't try them because I am interested. Um, but beads, prostate massagers, and dildos are also like recommended toys to try if you're trying to get into anal. Um, so it's interesting too. What I found when we started using um, toys was that um, I couldn't handle a lot of um, like pressure, like even the smallest butt plug was really painful for me. And then, um, yeah, it just, and it never actually really felt good. But then when we started like 
getting into um, other stimulations like eating and fingering. Like I was much more into that. Um, so yeah, I, I did learn a little bit about what my body could handle at this point in time. And, um, (laughs) we did. So it's funny. Like, I'm just realizing we did try, we've, we tried all of these things, toys, like eating, but like we tried to have anal sex one time and it was so painful again that we haven't tried it again. So, this is making me <laughs> be like, oh, we should maybe we should talk about it a little bit more because there's probably things that we haven't tried yet that that could make it a lot less painful for me. Like from talking to friends, it sounds like just making sure there's a lot of stimulation to my clit beforehand, like could be something that helps. But I guess I also just want to normalize that I still haven't figured this out and uh I haven't gotten to my ultimate goal but I don't know I guess it's it's making me think too that like I think sometimes that we're just not necessarily into things and I don't think that I'm not into anal anything at all ever but I think maybe it's just like not fully my thing at this juncture in my life and that's okay too so I don't know I'm going to keep on uh, figuring it out and hopefully you also um, figure some things out and you can share them with me so we can get into it together. But um, that is going to bring me to my last segment, which is Pillow Talk with Lynn. So for this Pillow Talk with Lynn, um, I took to the internet streets (laughs) to ask people uh, about some of their experiences with butt stuff. Um, and the first thing I had, I did a little poll and asked people like what they're into when it comes to butt stuff. And the people that responded, um, 17% said they're into ass worship. Um, 11% said they're into ass play. 47% said they're into both ass worship and ass play. And then 26% said that they're not into either. Um, Which, yeah, so either people, it seems like either people really like both or like they're not into either of them. Um, And then I asked people to like write in and tell me about some of their experiences with butt stuff. And so... um, One, the first person says, as a man, it really turns me on when a woman caresses my ass, compliments it. But unfortunately, as a man, I feel like it's hard to be vulnerable about that shit. I feel like as men, we are conditioned to only have limited kinks and turn ons in the bedroom due to patriarchy. I would want to meet a woman who's open minded about our kinks and not just the vanilla ones. Okay, Zaddy, I heard you. Um, (laughs) another person said, baby, let's talk about it. I like all of the above. The stimulation from having my asshole fingered is amazing. I've got a plug. It's tiny. And the amount of joy I get from it. Also, because I have a dom and he wanted to see it in. I've done anal, 
but it depends on the guy. It's cool. Depending on how much I really like a guy, which is rare, LOL, I'll lick his ass, but that's only been twice. But I get stimulated either way. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, also, I low-key want to know what it's like to have a dom. So if you want to DM me to tell me a little bit more about that, I'm interested for research purposes. Asking for a friend. <laughs> okay. Um, the next person said, I've only tried it with one partner and he was way into it. Like it was his favorite genre of porn and everything. I tried it for him several times, but it was but it never felt comfortable and I never got any joy out of it. And this was with a shit ton of lube. I know his male best friend was also into anal. This was the only method of sex he did with his girlfriend for two to three years. And I always wondered if my ex's interest came from his best friend. I don't know. I don't, I mean, maybe, or maybe he just wanted to try anal. Could be a little bit of both and neither. <laughs> Who knows? Um. All right. The last person. I wanted to share was this one. This might be the last. Okay, yeah. Um, he says, I would love to be pegged dominantly at that. It would give me such a rush and I can feel the load of cum I'd commence when I reach my peak. Such a dream of mine, honestly. And then he says, um, some advice I have for other men when it comes to trying anal would be to talk it over with the other party for comfort and to find trust um, if they don't want that to be spread around. But also you are who you are and it doesn't matter what the masculine population of men would say or judge you by. Doesn't make us gay. We love women and sex as many forms and agendas. Um, I don't think there's anything that I wouldn't do with a woman. Um, and that's such an interesting place to end because I think something that I'm thinking a lot about is, like I said, I think there can be a lot of like stigma and mindsets and um, misinformation when it comes to like trying anal sex. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to explore that in a future episode and even to think about my own experiences um, and how that might have like impacted them. I don't know. It's a conversation that I want to keep having and um, I definitely am going to keep on experimenting so I could figure out what I like. Um, but that is going to bring us to the end of our episode. Thank you. I hope you learned something. Let me know if you have any orgasms or um, fun experiences. Uh, and I look forward to it. All right, y'all. See ya. Before we go, want to give a few shout outs. First, to our wonderful dynamic just illustrious beautiful producer and sound engineer Rihanna Simone um, who is in the studio with us every week 
producing and making sure we sound good and making sure everything makes sense. Um, if you want to see more of her work, there'll be links to her social media in the description for our show. Um, and also, our theme song is produced by Rihanna Natural phenomenon and features poetry by me and the beautiful angelic full voice that sounds like honey timbriel you can find her social media and links also in our description and you can even find a link to natural phenomenon on spotify if you'd like to hear the whole thing which you do so go give it a listen (laughs) and one thing I love about adult happy hour is we have a wonderful community of listeners and this all started with an Instagram post which led to weekly discussions sharing resources learning and so much more I get so excited when y'all see me in public and tell me you've come from something you've heard on the show or when you DM me to tell me you did some kinky shit and I want us to continue having moments like this. If you learned something tonight or if you really just enjoy hearing us giggle, join us on Patreon where you can hear behind the scenes shenanigans hotels and conversations that just get deeper and juicier it also helps us to continue bringing you the content that you love so follow the link in our bio and if you're not already following us on instagram what are you doing jk um you can find me at poetry and tings and we do adult happy hour in my story every single thursday i cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for supporting us